0: Major support for Out to Lunch on WWNO provided by the law firm of Jones-Walker, established in 1937 with more than 375 attorneys and offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base, joneswalker.com, and from Iberia Bank, offering comprehensive banking services designed to meet the needs of consumer, small business, and commercial clients, serving Louisiana clients for a 128 years and now serving a regional base with a commitment to developing people and investing in its communities. IberiaBank.com. Additional support comes from Luba Workers Comp, Fidelity Bank, and 30 North Investments.
1: From Commander's Palace Restaurant in the Garden District in New Orleans, we're Out to Lunch with Peter Raschuti. Peter Raschuti is Tulane University's A.B. Freeman School of Business professor and economist. It's business, New Orleans style.
2: Hi, I'm Peter Raschuti. Welcome to Out to Lunch. There's a pretty good chance today that you've already checked your email, looked at some photos, caught up on the news, and glanced over your calendar. A few years ago, each one of those activities would have involved paper. Now, none of them do. Paper, handwriting, and graphic art seem to be fading away, but not for everybody. Nancy Sharon Collins is a stationer and graphic designer whose clients have included bergdorf Goodman, Clinique and New York's Museum of Modern Art. Today, Nancy specializes in hand-engraved social stationery and is the author of the book The Complete Engraver, A Guide to Monograms, Crests, Ciphers, and Seals. Nancy, welcomed out to lunch.
1: It's wonderful to meet you, Peter.
2: We first met our other lunch guest when he came on the show as an entrepreneur with a one-minute pitch for a business idea. It was called Idea spelled I-D-I-Y-A. The concept was a high-end makerspace, a workshop where you could use tools you can't afford to buy, get help from people who know what they're doing, and make that project you have in your mind a reality. Idea is now a reality. It's a very impressive makerspace on South Broad Street. Dominic, congratulations on getting the business up and running, and uh, welcome back to Out to Lunch. Thank you, Peter. Now, Nancy, there was a time when a lot of us had personalized stationery. Businesses had letterheads on paper that had to feel substantive. Uh, People wrote personal notes to each other on paper with their name or their monogram. I was thinking that today, personalized stationery has got to be more of a niche market. Uh, Then I read this on your website. Mrs. Collins once had to interview more than 16 applicants for an intern (laughs) position. In which the successful recruit would have to fold a simple French-folded card before she found one with further training was able to fold to her exacting specifications. Now, what surprised me was that you had 16 applicants. Is personalized stationery a, a bigger business than I assume?
1: Uh, it is growing again.
2: Again, okay.
1: Yes. This was in, if, do you want the funny story or the good story? Give,
2: uh, give us the funny story. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So I was in my then studio in Dumbo, Brooklyn and I had this project and I went, well, this is too many for me to fold. This is stupid. Surely I can outsource this. Um, It was during one or another of our recessions and it was actually kind of sad that I, I had 16 applicants to fold pieces of paper. And not one of them had learned how to fold paper, getting wow. PhDs and MBAs. I just don't understand what this world is coming to.
2: You, you wrote a book, and it's terrific. I couldn't believe all the, all the different facets of it. But the part that really I liked was, was getting you to write a letter you don't want to write. And, that was, uh, and I don't know if that was like, Dear Times Roman, I've met another font. I don't know what that... What, kind of, what kind of thing would that be?
1: Well, in the business community, it's if somebody you've done business with for a while is acting in a manner that is unusual to you, and you kind of have done it in person, buddy to buddy, but you have to put it down on paper, that's a business one. And then, you know, a social one would be, Dear Mrs. McGillicuddy, I regret to inform you that... Your maid has been having relations with my au pair. Um,
2: How many times have we written that one? Oh, that's a
1: difficult (laughs) letter. That's a difficult, (laughs) difficult, difficult (laughs) difficult
2: letter. (laughs) Now, you're not originally from New Orleans. You came in from New York. Uh, From New York. What brought you here?
1: My late husband hated New York. And when the time came, I said, "Okay, honey, it's your turn to make a choice. We sold our apartment in Greenwich Village. Bought a car, headed down south, and landed here.
2: Because you ran out of land.
1: Correct. Yes, they.
2: Otherwise, uh, <laughs> you'd yeah. so be living in that Redfish community. There's a uh, now. Um, now, Dominic, let me ask you. It's good. There's a term, maker space, for your business uh, rather than workshop, because idea is not a pokey sawdust-filled shed with a few saws hanging on the wall. It's a large, almost surgically clean collection of workbenches and machinery that, as well as Band saws and drill presses includes a wide range of 3D printers, and I would think most people with a woodworking project would have some idea of what they wanted to do, and and even if they need some guidance, would know how to use the tools uh, you have available. But when it comes to 3D printing, I'm not sure what I could even make. What do you, what do most people come to idea with to make uh, as a three on the 3D printer?
3: Oh man, uh, it's been everything so uh, we've had some artists come in that are jewelers and they are printing their uh, artwork or their piece before it gets uh casted so they want to see how it looks and it's been great so that they can see it physically three-dimensionally and then see and make corrections make changes and then make another print see make sure that that's the final one and then send it off to be casted so that's probably one of the best examples of of the art community using it Uh, we have another gentleman that's been doing a lot of um prototyping so he's making a box that fits all of his parts into it, and some of the bolts don't line up right, so he keeps doing the same prints, but it's so affordable now, he can do that much cheaper, just run it, and it takes about an hour to two. He prints his box, checks all the parts, sees if it works, and then goes to the next one. And how do people find out about you? Um, through uh, word of mouth. We do a lot of Facebook advertising. Um, we've been really kind of starting off slow to make sure that we have all of our... Um, you know, all of our bases covered. I wanted to make sure that all of the work out all the kinks before we really put the word out there. Explain what 3D printing really is. So there's, I guess there's two ways that we have at our shop, and there's a couple of different. So one would be the, um, it's filament-based. It's almost like an old dot matrix printer, okay. except it's building in a third dimension. So if you imagine if you printed with a regular printer, it's just printing on the paper. Imagine if it goes back over and prints another layer, and then another layer, and then another layer on top of that. So it's building the, building the product from the ground up. Um, And there's some challenges with that because you have to build support material to hold up some of the items that, so if you're building something into space, like let's say it has an arm that hangs out, there's no material to build upon, so build support material all the way up until it gets that arm. So it's a little bit more costly, and it also is more, I guess a little bit less detail there. Um, There's another way of printing, which is SLA, and that's going to be a resin-based print it drops a print base down on the onto the resin, and then there's a laser, a UV laser underneath there that, that laser uh, hardens that resin layer by layer and pulls it up. That's got a lot higher resolution for the prints and is a much better, I, I think, a much better way of printing. And do people, to come to you, are they Paying by the hour? Or is there a membership fee, or how does that work? We've got a membership fee, so it's a monthly membership, and they get classes with those members. Uh, that membership, and then there's also a day pass. So the customers, are you looking to do uh, maybe a project that they're just in a hurry to do? We can train them on a specific machine, and they have a pass to use it for that day. And Nancy, well, you have a
2: certain amount of training or consulting with your business too. People probably come in and say. I want a monogram, for instance, and I have no idea what it should include. How do you sit down with people like that?
1: Um, First of all, it's very rare that I get to sit down with my clients because 98% of them traditionally, up until today, have not been here. Oh, okay. I I do most of my business via phone and Internet.
2: Ah, All right.
1: So uh, when I sit down with a client, I do it on the phone. So I'm holding this handheld device (laughs) in my hand. I've seen them. And (laughs) Um, Oh, that's good. (laughs) And usually we exchanged ideas through email. I will send some samples because my samples are rather dear, so it's difficult to just give out a lot of material. But it is. It's this ginormous learning curve. I'm sure very similar. People walk in and they say, I have this. Do do people do, I have this idea?
2: And since your name is Idea, I thought I'd come to you. Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) And then you get to talk them through the possibilities. Yeah. Yeah. So I always uh,
3: tell people that we're an idea incubator so that if you have an idea that you're looking to take from concept to reality, we're able to help you walk through that process.
1: And because you are the keepers of the technology, you help them visualize what's possible in that technology. Right. And it's exactly the same thing with paper and ink because there are limitations. There are... um, color is a really big deal. I'm having some issues right now mm-hmm. with inks on different... If you put two colors together, they reflect light in completely different ways, and people aren't ready for that. They get kind of freaked out. Right. You're nodding your head, yes, We wow. have the same
3: challenge because it's, it's uh, people see something on television that might not even yes. exist, like a, a sci-fi. <laughs> and they come into the <laughs> shop and they're like, oh yeah, we can just... Uh, Earl Graves... uh, hot or whatever it was on Star Trek and it's it's not to that level yet. So we usually have a consultation first to make sure that what they're looking to do is possible and feasible at the shop and then we take them step by step on how to make that happen.
1: Can I steal that idea? Please. That's a really good one. Nancy, what about,
2: um, I was thinking about these monograms and all this personalized work you do and in a way, in a way you're, kind of in the brand management business,
1: right? Thank you. That's exactly what I do. Um, So when you receive a letter with somebody's monogram, that's the same thing as a logo. When you receive a piece of stationery from somebody, that is a representation of that person. And that should be as correct as a business logo. And that's not easy. How, How do you get all of the facets of one human you know, the expressions, the things they like, forget about the color even, onto one piece of paper using only one initial or a set of initials. That's the challenge. Yeah. That's the fun, too, i got to tell you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and Dominic, I have to ask you, you touched upon something that I've never quite understood about when 3D printing really gets big, the idea of uh, how, do you just, how do you limit um, people reproducing it
3: forever. I mean, what do you do in that case? That's, I think, the biggest challenge that everyone is looking to solve. Um, it's uh, The files right now, there is some file, they're, it's not exploited to where it needs to, or it will be at one point, but there are sites now that you can go on, download the file, and now have access to it, and now it's, it's live. Um, I think the first person that comes up with a way of encrypting it so that it is no longer live and just holding it onto their servers, their machines, uh, that's where the, that's the end goal. See, if you're my age or older, you think of that Mission
2: Impossible piece where this will self-destruct after you We need something
3: like that. And that's, I think, where it's going to go is, is a self-destructing file that is only live for a certain amount of time.
2: Wow. That, that's the challenge. But going forward, it's, the potential is just... The
3: potential is huge, yes. What part of your job
2: gives you the most uh, satisfaction over there?
3: Oh, just um, every customer that comes to the door has an idea. And it's always great to hear their ideas and then just see um, that idea become reality. It's just, it's, we've had one customer that came in that just had this idea. It's been driving him crazy. He told everybody about it, but it never had a way of making it. And now he actually, we, we, print, we 3D printed it, it works great, and he, the first day he showed all of his friends, he went to a dinner party and was using it. So it was really funny to see. <laughs> now that's the kind of advertising you need. Yeah. That, going <laughs> it is coming along. People are beginning to talk about it, which is great. God,
2: that is, uh, that is terrific. Uh, now we're going to check the inbox, and that's where our producer picks a question that's come in over the past week from a listener. Grant, what have you got?
1: i got a lot of questions this week, Peter, we're going to start with one for you, Dominic, from Evan Andreessen, who says, I thought the 3D printer revolution was based on the convenience of having your own machine. How does that tie into what you're doing?
3: That's a great question. Um, I think where it's coming in is uh, we're teaching and training how to use these machines, and the value I find in the machines is not just having the machine. Um, You can download objects from the internet now, print them out, and that's great. But the real value is understanding the CAD software, uh, computer-aided design software, so that you can actually take that design out of your head, put on a CAD software, And then send it to your 3D printer. So that's going to be the, that's where I see the most value. The other part of what we do is now that you can buy your own 3D printer, I see our our market eventually shifting into a a higher end printer so that it's always just like the Kinko's where you have a really high end printer when you need it, but then you have your printer at home to go do your your small projects.
1: Here's a question for you, Nancy, from Wendy Jones Wessel who asks Is engraved stationery compatible with computer printing? Can I print a letter on your stationery, or is that sacrilegious? In the (laughs) 80s, that's a great question also. In the 80s and the 90s, the engraved stationery industry, and there is a trade organization, AIGA, those fellas put an enormous amount of money and effort and smarts and research into developing inks. Compatible with the kind of printing that we do now, and they continue with the research and the development to make sure. Because at the beginning, the ink would either stick to your printer or just crumble and fall off. So the answer is yes. You
2: can't, is it, it, and so that you you can you can do it now. The technology you
1: totally can. Um, engraving ink has been. Uh, water-based since the 70s, engraving is probably one of the most sustainable forms of printing on the planet, and it always has been. There's there's no waste. There's um, th- there's nothing to throw away if done correctly.
2: Now, how much of your business is uh, announcements, like kind of weddings, bar mitzvahs, all of that? Uh-
1: you would think that a lot of it is, but have m- I've I've from a Business perspective, I have very much on purpose gone after just one market, just one, and that is personal stationery, because a lot of companies do weddings. I mean, it's a hugely competitive industry. It's high stress. My business is high stress, but I get to deal with one person to do one thing, and I've always believed in that model, and that's what I've gone back to.
2: And this is something they're gonna. Maybe used for life, right? This is their image and it,
1: it is a I consider this a lifetime investment because it's something really interesting. um a monogram is something that you use throughout your life. If you change your name during marriage and some men are changing their names for their wives also um. Just a member of my family Others did one that. one by
2: the law, and they want personal stationery. <laughs> that's
1: case. the other reason, correct. <laughs> yeah. um, but you use that original mon- your birth monogram, the, your original name, because that's how people know you, right?
2: So you used uh, a term when we were describing your business, a cipher. I understood seal and the rest of it, but what is a cipher?
1: A cipher is any combination of initials at all. They don't have to touch. They can touch. They can touch everywhere. They can touch no place. Wow. Does
2: that I, explain if, I, oh, if I use that three times today, it's going to be mine. <laughs> There's, I'm very actually very excited about that. And, and in regard to those 3D printers, you mentioned this earlier, you used the Kinko's example. Mm-hmm. An individual can buy a 3D printer for how much? It's,
3: They're uh, as low as $400 now for a very basic model that runs uh, just a very basic plastic filament. Um, They're still very useful. They're great to see what the object is. Uh, They run from $400 all the way up to hundreds of thousands. Um, Our friends over at OntraScan have one of those printers and those are phenomenal as far as both the detail, quality, and some of the prints they can get out of them. Uh, The other side of it is there's even metal printers now that can print what used to be manufacturing would be uh, milling the piece out or milling like aircraft or or aerospace. You'd have to mill it out with a a solid sheet of, of, of metal now you can 3D print it, which means that you can get more aerodynamic design. Really?
1: They can 3D print metal?
3: Uh, the, they just had a ramjet engine that GE, I think, ran a 3D printed nozzle with 3D systems. Holy Moses. And um, it was a metal print. Now it's a high, much more expensive process right now, but what You neat- couldn't do that on the 400. Uh, yeah, I can't okay. for, a- None of ours do that one yet. <laughs> But what's cool about it is, is they can now come up with designs that you used to not be able to get a tool bit or tool path into, because it's being built up. The machining no longer is a factor. You can do these designs that were no longer possible, that were not possible before. Wow! And now you can 3D print them. So it's going to open up avenues in aerospace and uh, in car, manu- car manufacturing, aerospace. Just a whole other level of design now.
1: And the tolerances must must be tiny.
3: I the, mean, some of these do you printers, yeah.
1: know how small detail? They Mic-
3: microns. They, they measure them in microns.
1: Wow, because we go down to 1,000th thousand, of an inch, but if you can go even... Yeah. That's amazing.
2: Let's not even mention metric. <laughs> <laughs> right, they, uh, <laughs> yeah, because at this wonderful restaurant? Don't I
3: have to ask you? 3D food, does it exist? It does. And um, 3D Systems is coming out with, and they've been, uh, they pushed back the launch date, but they have the Chef Jet coming out. Uh, they said that in this, of uh, last year, it's coming, looking like mid this year to end of this year. Um, but that's going to be printing in either chocolate or sugar. And then they have one that prints like a pancake batter out of a, out of a it just squishes, it squishes pancake batter on a plate and you just, it cooks it in different levels so it, it makes a 3D design. Um, they were talking about, I think the last time we were here, they were going to grind up uh, protein like from bugs and design it into food looking 3D printed food and then add flavor and now you've got a different, uh, so yeah, that, that is a definite possibility. Wow. So if you're a bug and
2: and they're asking you to go see the 3D printer,
3: it's actually not (laughs) a good sign. it's not a good (laughs) day. Not a good day for you.
2: (laughs) Nancy Sharon Collins, Dominic Junta. while the rest of the world is sliding towards digital automation, your two businesses are rooted in handmade individual products. Uh, Nancy, you're rooted in history, preserving an art form. Dominic, you're a pioneer at the cutting edge of functionality. Uh, Thank you both for taking the time to join me for lunch today. Thank you, Peter. Thank you, Peter. You're a great guest. My guests on Out to Lunch today have been Nancy Sharon Collins, owner of Nancy Sharon Collins Stationer, and Dominic Junta, the founder and CEO of IDEA. Now, you can find out more about Nancy's paper products and Dominic's makerspace by following the links on our websites, www.org and itsneworleans.com. Our show is recorded live over lunch at Commander's Palace in New Orleans. Commander's Palace serves lunch Monday through Friday. Jazz brunch on Saturday and Sunday with live music and dinner seven nights a week. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Jennifer Brady is our researcher and is probably looking up stuff about you as we speak. Mitch Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. You can get this show as a podcast. You can listen to past shows. You can keep up with us on all kinds of social media by going to our websites. It's neworleans.com and WBBC. Www.no.org. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com and WWNO 89.9 FM. I'm Peter Rusciutti, thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the table here at Commander's Palace for more business New Orleans style on Out to Lunch.
0: Major support for Out to Lunch on WWNO provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with more than 375 attorneys and offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base, joneswalker.com, and from Iberia Bank. Offering comprehensive banking services designed to meet the needs of consumer, small business, and commercial clients. Serving Louisiana clients for 128 years and now serving a regional base with a commitment to developing people and investing in its communities. IberiaBank.com Additional support comes from Luba Workers Comp, Fidelity Bank, and 30 North Investments.